but I compare their lives to like a scary movie. You know that the star of the show does not die. They have this almost curiosity, like they're walking down the stairs, they're pushing open the door, they go through the forest, even if they're scared or Mm -hmm. having emotions about it, they continue. This is your scary movie, whatever the experience is that we're having. Let's push open the door. Let's see what happens. And let's see if we can become curious about what's in there instead of, I'm not opening that door. I'm not going to do that and see if we can. So that comparison usually resonates with clients. Folks, welcome to Counselors Can Help. Let's demystify the process of counseling. We want to remove barriers, answer your questions, educate, entertain, and inspire you to action. We just got back from Ireland. Yesterday, I woke up in New York City at 1.30 a.m., because the night before we were supposed to get in and our flight got canceled. And so there was me looking at a full day of office stuff the next day. And I'm standing in JFK Airport going at 10 a.m., 10 p.m. at night going, I have no idea how this is going to work out. I hate my life. (laughs) (laughs) And standing in a line of about 300 people in front of us. All Which sort of flight got to, canceled? Uh, we were New trying York to, get, to home? We were trying to get, yeah, direct Salt Lake, and we sat on the tarmac for a while, and it was a whole thing, but it was fine. We had a great trip, and um, it was nice to see Ireland. We'd never been there before. What a great country. I've never been there. Great. It was awesome. Just was loved, it? Loved every bit of it. So. Oh, oh, my gosh. I want to go so bad. I think it's a great Thank intro to me. Europe if you're really just saying, well, we want to go to Europe and... Well, you haven't learned any other languages, and we're yeah. just, it's just sort of an easy experience, yeah. I think, um, coming from the U.S. to, to go there. We, we loved it. Loved what was your favorite it. thing you did? It was just a bunch of Every night we were in pubs listening yeah. to music, yep. and um, during the day we were going to see cool things and learned a lot of history about Ireland, and you're just with people that you want to be with, and yep. so you're... Stopping and going, let's have a little lunch. Yep. Or, you know. <laughs> Vacation life, yeah, I tell you. It was great. So. It's just the best. We loved it, but yeah, yesterday was a very, very long day. I did get here in time to get most of my clients in. I had a couple I had to re- reschedule, but it actually didn't Oh, work you bad. were staring down a full day yesterday. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. I thought you meant, meaning you were going to get home, have zero time, and then have today. Oh, no. no you this had a full yesterday. day yesterday. Oh, one thirty a.m. rolling out of the rack and uh-huh. <laughs> so what time did like you land? Three hours sleep, so I got here like eleven a.m. and oh then got up here and started my day at one instead oh of a few God. hours earlier than that. So okay, no, no, I did not give you enough credit. For about that. last night at my nine o'clock appointment, I was about to pass out. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I, and I you could, have a full day today until yeah, tonight again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was fine. I mean, I I did it to myself. It's we went on a trip, and so, anyway. That's, mm, that's I know, it. and it, it seems so fine before you go. Yeah. And then you come <laughs> back, and that's always how mine is. The next day, I'm like, why did I do that to well, myself? Well, yeah. Well, we it's didn't hard. expect the disaster that turned into what the flights yeah. wound up being, so. Yeah. Um, what can you do? But we had fun. We just tried to focus on the the funness yeah. and not the how it turned out, so yeah. that, was, that was all good, so. Um, also, since we've talked last, I passed my test. I know. Big news. And, um, Listeners, this is a big deal. turned out I studied way too much <laughs> because I passed by way more did, than I needed. And did so. you? Did you just ace <laughs> it? Good Not for you. Not ace it, but I was definitely... Well, there's 
no such thing there in was those. A, there was a quite a comfortable margin between what I needed and where I scored. So happy about that. Happy to have that done. So you and I are in the same boat right now, right? We we have made our hours. We've done all of our requirements for getting the A moved off our alphabet soup yep. at the end of our, our stuff, yep. right? So I will add an L and then CMHC, you just drop the A. Just drop yeah. the A. Yeah. 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 So we're both will then become fully licensed and you may be thinking, what? You people aren't don't have a license <laughs> for this. And so just five there, years in the making. Yeah, there's numerous there's a long road to college and getting hours and supervision and yada yada. And so we're both, I guess, seeing the end of that and what that will mean for our practice and what we're gonna do going forward and yeah. all that stuff. So Yeah, you have some big decisions to make. <clears throat> yeah. So we're that's all good and, and fun. Yes, anyway, so that's exciting stuff. Yeah, well, um, we're both going to be become really smarter in another about month or two when we have our, <laughs> our paperwork. I mean, we'll be unbearable to be around. Unbearable. We'll the amount of Completely information and knowledge unbearable. that we we'll So what I what I thought about today discussing was, and I built this little plan on the back of a plane riding over the Atlantic Ocean. So. Um, you got um, real creative. I, I think it'll be it'll be good. And what we're trying to focus on today or going forward a little bit is I guess the makings of success in therapy, right? Mm -hmm. We we believe that it's a two way street mm -hmm. in the therapy room. You mm -hmm. and client or couple or mm -hmm. family or whoever it is that you're both pretty much responsible for the success of what happens, right? Absolutely. I was just looking up a um, one of the last studies in grad school we did is the common factors for change. Okay. I don't know if you guys studied that. That's what I was just going to look up the percentages. But um, a large chunk, which intimidated me the first time I read it, was like f up to 40% is the therapeutic alliance. Is there a comfortable environment that you have a connection with the client? big piece and then a smaller portion of but still the most significant amount is what that person is bringing not just the thing the anxiety depression the symptoms but their belief in is there going to be able to be a shift in this and or like a sense of hope almost sure. there's a big chunk that just comes in with those two factors am i able to connect with this therapist then you add smaller percentages of a modality like the things i'm going to teach you right and so there is there is an incredible amount of just how does the client come yeah what makes a good client so we've just talked about how we are smarter and doing you know whatever <laughs> uh, but yeah it's a it's a relationship thing and what we're going to talk about with this show is what does the client produce in that formula? Yeah, what we're trying to do is, is I guess, put some meat on the bones of what a successful client looks like. What is there things that they can do or bring or account for to make this process better mm -hmm. and, and ultimately get them success, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we're going for. We would like them to come in with a set of goals or whatever it is they want to work on and we help them achieve that and feel like, yeah, that happened, that we, we made that happen. It may have taken a few sessions, maybe many sessions, but we felt like there was progress. Mm -hmm. That's what we're trying to create in everyone, right? Mm -hmm. we, yeah. We want that Absolutely. formula. We Ideally. want them to believe that formula exists and we want them with this show to know what those, I guess, more successful characteristics are. So we're going to spend some time in this show and just 
shooting shooting the breeze a bit about successful clients that we've had and, and what particular characteristics we think are common among those that seem to be able to come in with just horrible stories. And within a few sessions, all of a sudden, there's like a dramatic change. It's like, what happened? How did we do that? Mm-hmm. In fact, I've had a client recently where I'm still wondering what happened. Uh, (laughs) how did that occur how did that happen yeah and so anyway uh to get on with a list of what we think makes for better change i guess i wrote down probably about seven or eight different ones that we could just talk through individually first one i wrote is the thirst to learn get curious we've Mm -hmm. talked about getting curious a lot right right I, i feel like that is the base first session kind of conversation that I am seeking to understand how curious this person is and can I help encourage them to become more so instead of being mad at themselves about a behavior or someone else's behavior can we become curious about it and I usually start with this story of I can't remember if we talked about it on another podcast but essentially a I compare, which might sound a little offensive, but I compare their lives to like a, a scary movie. Uh, is that It's Liza's scary movie or Meryl's scary movie. And if you're watching a scary movie, you know that the star of the show does not die. And they usually walk through the forest or down into the basement mm-hmm. or the creepy music starts and they start into the room. But they keep going where everyone watching it is like, oh, no, don't go in there. Don't. You're an idiot. You're being dumb. Don't keep walking. Just stop. Come back. Right. With apprehension. But the star of the show tends to, because they're the star of the show, they have this almost curiosity, like they're walking down the stairs. They're pushing open the door. They go through the forest. Even if they're scared or Mm -hmm. having emotions about it, they continue. And so I'll kind of tie that into like, this is, this is your scary movie, whatever the experience is that we're having. Let's push open the door. Let's see what happens. And let's see if we can become curious about what's in there instead of mad at myself or I'm not opening that door. I'm not going to do that and see if we can. So that comparison usually resonates with clients of a way to get curious. Yeah, I Does that like make that. sense? Yeah, it's a good it's a good way of of saying it. It's it's like we can achieve success here and we're going to we just don't know exactly the the doors we'll have to push or the scary forest we'll have to walk through, but I feel like we have what it takes in this room to do that and and I'm going to oh. I'm going to encourage you to do that. And, and ideally, yeah, if you're the star of the show, you're not going to die from doing these. They, you know, I kind of, most people have had an experience with watching a scary movie. And so the client can understand like, oh, I get that. Okay. Instead of being the audience, I'm going to be the person in the show kind of going through it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I mean, the, the opposite of that, I guess, would be somewhat of a, I'm here to defend myself. I'm here to lay out the case about why my spouse is wrong. I am right. Or why that horrible thing that happened to me 20 years ago is still in my life and how it, you know, whatever. They, they can kind of make the case about why their life has gone the way it's gone and they don't seem to be interested or if that's even the right word, but there doesn't seem to be a as much of a focus, I would say, on where am I going from here. Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah. And as a therapist, there's such a balance there of 
helping someone feel validated because someone who is just trying to defend and spew out this story, there's just, there is a place for that. that mm-hmm. They, they might need to yeah. do that, but if it's, if it's continuous and if it's, um, session after session like that, then that to me is a pattern that, you know, why, why is there such a lack of, um, own accountability? What else can we look at so that we can spread the responsibility around a little bit? Right. Yeah. And I think there is, like you said, there is some level of, we have to go through that because we have to understand the the client, right? So we we need to hear their story and hear some of the details and all that kind of stuff. And most most techniques in the therapy room have some degree of tell me your story. Of I, listening I, for I sure. I need to understand your story and what you've been through so I can sort of understand what it's like to be you. Right. right. We, that's a that's a necessary part for sure uh, of what we do. But we don't want to we don't want to live there week after week. And right. I think we've all been in situations where we feel like we're living there mm-hmm. week after week with the client where we think, oh, all right, today we're going to do this, and they come in and sit down, and then we. We find ourselves back in the... <laughs> then we have been derailed by the, you won't believe what this person did. Right. I had a client like that, that I went, we went the rounds about that for about four months. And I was too young in my own experience to know what was happening until I <laughs> sought some consultation of like, what is this? Why do I feel like I keep getting, we keep getting derailed into a story every time. And uh, my supervisor at the time was incredibly helpful of just pointing out that there has been zero validation outside of here. Give the validation and then see how that's been working for her because it hasn't been. If this is the only place she feels like she's getting that out let's let's work towards solution in here of other ways to get that validated and it was really helpful to feel like oh there's even a place to there's something to do with the stories yeah yeah and so we want to get the client to that place of we realize everybody comes in different different stripes and different experiences and some have never done this before they have no idea what to do in here they feel like maybe they will be blamed or talked down mm-hmm. to or whatever, and they're trying to defend themselves. And we're we're trying to, as as uh, clinicians, trying to get them into that place of curiosity, right? Of saying, hey, we're not judging anyone here. We're trying to move the ball forward here, and we all have the same goal. Right? Yeah. I'm curious, Meryl. What do you say when you see somebody that's you can tell that they're feeling blamed? Um. I've had, I think we all have that experience, what you just said. I, I can think back to a client or two where, um, and maybe I still have one where it's, it's just one of those situations where it's not an easy move to shift. It's not an easy shift to make. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the, the, there is some degree of validation that has to go on and how to get them to see that we can do something different. Um, is hard. Mm-hmm. I don't, I wish I had a pat answer for, oh, just do this, <laughs> you know, and they'll, mm-hmm. and they'll stop. But boy, I'm not sure there is one. Yeah. Um, no. Because you risk, if you cut them off, they could get, become very upset about that pretty yeah. quickly. Right. I mean, so there, there's a, there's an art to it, I guess. And it's not a simple, for it's not sure. a simple task. No, it's, it's definitely not a simple one. I will often, if I'm sensing that from a client, I will say, yeah, no, I'll try to call out the emotion in the room and say that, that seems like you, you're feeling the need to defend that. 
tell me more about that. Do you feel like you need to defend this story often? How so? And it usually opens up something like, uh, yeah, every time. I always feel defensive about this, and but it's no longer fighting the person that they are, uh, that they're in it with outside of therapy. Yeah. And so I'm not matching them. And when when we don't match their emotion about something, I think they can see that it's it's off balance. I'm giving a lot of energy to this. I'm giving a lot of emotion to this. Are there other options for it? And that's how you can actually tell if someone's ready to be curious is if you don't engage with them and they stay <laughs> really high, they're going to just keep defending. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And some, and I think too, I've found I've had clients where they didn't seem to be, we didn't seem to be on the same wavelength. And I, in those situations, I guess I go to more now that the idea of, I probably need to learn more. There's something I'm missing here. There's something that they're still scared of or worried about or whatever mm -hmm. that, I'm not taking into account that it, because I just don't know. It's a good point. You know, I haven't, mm -hmm. I've missed out probably on what else is going on. Mm -hmm. And there's been a couple of clients where I've resisted the urge to sort of get in there and say, mm -hmm. Hey, you're not doing, you know, where, where are we going here? Mm -hmm. Sort of have that conversation. And I've, I've bit my tongue and I was glad that I did because I found out other pieces of information that then re revealed themselves to like, Oh, well, they're not, going down this road because I think they're still stuck on mm -hmm. some other thing. And yep. I didn't even know that was even an issue. So I think sometimes it's a question of us taking a step back and trying to figure out what am I missing here or what, what haven't they told me yet? Or I think there's usually a reason why people are kind of stuck there. Mm -hmm. um, they're not purposely trying to sabotage their own therapy. I don't believe. No, no. Um, so. Uh, so anyway, that's the, the idea of showing up curious and just being, it's okay to be a little unsure how this is all going to go and ask questions and, and realize that I have no idea what's going to happen in this room. That's, that's totally fine. Um, the next thing I, I wrote down is willing to try new things. I think there's always sort of a similar discussion we've just had is there's clients that will come in and you give them a, some little task or some go home and try this or whatever and and they, they do it. I mean, to the point of, I think I've seen a few, not many, some clients actually bring a notebook <laughs> and they'll write stuff down mm -hmm. or take pictures of the board with their phone mm -hmm. and, you know, whatever. They're, you can tell they're actively trying to acquire information and they're actively going, oh, yeah, I'm going to try that when I get home. I mean, they really, they love that, you know, kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, notebook clients, that's great. Anything. I mean, I, I'll use the thought diary I'll introduce that early on in sessions. It's just a CBT app and have them even just so they have something because most people carry their phone with them. Yeah. Even if they're not a journal carrying, you know, I'm going to take these notes. I will at least introduce some tools of like, here's a place that if we say something, um, whether that's you, you're having an insight about something or I say something that resonates with you, let's jot it down. So you can remember it later and trying to kind of encourage behavior that way. Yeah. Um, you, you have the trying new things and it made me think of, I feel like structurally a lot of these things, they may not come in initially as this ideal client of somebody who's super curious and sure. ready for all the tools. <laughs> but if we can create some scaffolding for them, then... I feel like that's my job too, is to help them feel like they can be curious. There won't be blame. Sure. At least in here. 
you can put all that on yourself. But with that, I will say to clients quickly, fair, fairly upfront, treat therapy. I'm, I, I notice when I come on the podcast that I am full of analogies and that I, you know, I use my hands a lot. And so if, <laughs> if none of these make sense, I apologize, listeners. But I think of a, I think of a spaghetti strainer and I will talk about that in session of like, you know, you're after the noodles, the stuff that's going to be good, tastes good. It's, it's working. And let, you know, everything I say is not going to be the most profound thing you hear. I am not an expert on your life and the way you live it. But let's just see if we can create something and then strain out what's not working. And don't worry that you didn't get every tool or that um, something that I said didn't work when you took it home. Tell me that. Let's find feedback. Sure. So that's the that's that curious space of trying new things of like, let's strain it out. Yeah, that's a great point you make. And, and I often tell this to my clients because I want them to know that the thing you're going home to try may not work. And I really want to hear those details. Yeah. I mean, don't feel like you can't mention it because it was a failure or whatever. You must have did something wrong or, you know, that kind of thing. And it's like, no, I want to. That's part of the process. Yeah. I want to hear like, tell me about that. What where did you know, give me the details. I want to know what happened. What did you say? What did they say? You know, let, let's try to figure out what the deal was. And maybe this thing isn't for you. Uh, or maybe you just didn't execute it, you know, totally. right? And there's no way we could have known that had you not gone home and done it. Totally. I think having, giving space and grace is what I would call that to, to the flexibility of let's try it out. I think by nature, you come into a therapy room and the therapist is seen as some sort of expert. And while there is a lot of education involved and a lot of training, that doesn't make them an expert on you and the way you think about things. So ask for, I would tell clients, ask for clarification. Don't just nod your head because your therapist is talking. Just see if that makes sense to you. And from a therapist's perspective, I will ask them by the end of the session, what stood out to you? And inevitably, almost every time they will say something, something I have thought was like, oh yeah, that this is totally profound about today will not be the thing that they pick out. <laughs> and they'll, they'll say something totally different and they'll, you know, kind of reteach it. And in, in their way, and that's what's working for them. That's yeah. what sticks out to them. No, that's great. Yeah, this, this ability to yeah, try new things, be open to it didn't go quite right, that that's part of the process, I mm -hmm. think, is, is certainly all these things, like you mentioned, is a good point. These are things we we're trying to teach them along the way. They, they didn't sure. come in here baked in with this stuff. And that's really the idea of this show is to, is to go, what, what is the mechanics? What are the things that will help you have a better experience if you come in and, and be that that client who does these types of uh, behaviors, I guess, is where, where we're talking about. Um, clients that I, I have had a few who not only are not willing to try new things, but very quick to almost dismiss, you know, the idea of trying that thing or mm -hmm. that person will never go for it or, mm -hmm. you know, sort of, sort of along that line of you really don't understand how bad it is or, you know, we're going we're gonna to get into that, you know, mm -hmm. loop. I think with couples probably there's a, there's a tendency to lots of there <laughs> is lots and lots of that. And I find that if I introduce the idea and then that let them figure out the language of how they would say it, it tends to sit better. Like tell me how you would describe that now to your spouse. 
how would that go for you? Well, I would say this. And if I'm like, okay, so I would hear this and we almost role play. Sure. That tends to be an easier identifier for people that they could do it. If I just hand, oh, listen to this fabulous idea I have for you. (laughs) And I give you all the language, right? I will end up saying things to a teenager like, neat and fantastic and they're like I've never used those two words in my life and you're a weirdo and so I will say how would you advocate stick up for yourself in front of a teacher about this grade instead of you know attacking what what would be something you could say and then give instead of handing them the language about a stressor see how they would clunk through it and you again are being responsive versus reactive to them and then they can kind of work it out but I find when I give them the language they it that tends to happen where they're like you clearly do not understand how severe this issue is (laughs) that's right (laughs) or what would happen if I said that but if they can put it in their own words or kind of imagine theirself in this situation again, it tends to be a little more believable. So there's a, there's a process again, that idea of we're gonna try stuff out. And I think in general, as a, as a client, we would like to see them just willing to give it a shot, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or like you said, if you've got a question or not sure, certainly bring it up you know, in session because we want you to, to go home with something that's useful. Folks that lend the show on what it takes to be a successful client, don't be afraid. We will come back with another show of this. This will just be one in a, a series. So we hope you come back for that show and others on Counselors Can Help. Our mission is to spread the word that counselors can help. We want to teach you how to get started and get the most out of therapy. We encourage you to reach out to a professional in your area to help yourself through a loved one. Thank you to Kelsey Fink, our production assistant and chief of technology and social media. Thanks to Aspire Counseling at AspireUT.com for their support. If you want to know more about how counselors can help, go to counselorscanhelp.com. We have lots of resources, information, and we update it all the time. We'll see you next time on Counselors Can Help, a production of Merge Publishing.